Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. This is going to be a fascinating evening for the first couple hours. Peter Hyatt back with us. He is a statement analyst and instructor. Now he teaches statement analysts and analytical interviewing to law enforcement and corporate America. He has authored the investigator training manual for the Department of Homeland Security, State of Maine, as well as a book called Wise as a Serpent, Gentle as a Dove. He's been interviewed extensively on our program and others, including the national televised program Crime Watch Daily and Taken Too Soon. We're going to talk about a number of cases that deal with telling the truth and deception. Peter, welcome back. Really looking forward to this with you. I'm glad to be here, George. How's everything? Everything's going well. Super, super. Explain for people what statement analyst means. A statement analyst is one who studies a written statement to learn whether or not the subject or the author or the writer is being deceptive or truthful. And so if a, a, a crime is alleged to have committed and um, police bring someone in as a suspect, they'll ask the suspect to tell us what happened and write out what happened, and the suspect might say, well, where should I begin? And the police will say, wherever you think, just write out what happened for us. When that statement is done being written, we're able to tell police, and and police are able to tell when they have the training, whether or not the person is telling the truth or not, Hmm. uh, even at a higher rate than the polygraph. That's amazing. Now, what is more important, Peter, the written statement or the verbal statement? The written statement is how we learn, because it's slower and and we have more time to learn what to look for. When someone is well-trained and they begin to practice this, it will translate into what we call discourse analysis, where while someone is speaking, the trained ear now knows what to listen for. So if I said to you, um, George, my name is Peter Hyatt. I work in deception detection. But I also think of myself as an amateur cellist. That's quite good. What do you know about me? So you'd say, well, I know your name, I know what you do, and I know you like to play the cello. As a matter of fact, two of those things are true, but the third one was a lie. I didn't say to you, I play the cello. I say, I like to think of myself that way. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the ways a very smooth manipulator will deceive people by not committing linguistically to what they're saying. So if I say, my name is Peter Hyatt, that's very likely to be true. It's a, just a statistical right. likeliness. And so we listen for that commitment, and we place it in context so that, for example, if someone was assaulted, the language is going to reflect that. Even if they're traumatized, the language is going to reflect that unequivocally. And if there is any type of qualification, we're going to pick up on that. And in looking at written statements, Peter, what do you look for to see the deception? This is amazing. If there was only one thing that listeners would grasp at this point, it would be pronouns. Pronouns don't lie. You and I have been using the pronoun I, for example, millions of times over and over. We're really good at it. We are efficient at it. Mm -hmm. So if If you raise children, you know when your little five- or six-year-old came home from school and was in trouble and you asked about it, and the the little boy or little girl said, yeah, but everyone was doing it. You'll notice that 
there is a need to hide, psychologically, guilt in a crowd. Well, it's the same thing with when we listen to people today. What, what did you do? Well, I, we started to, and we, and the immediate move from I to we can tell you this person does not want to be alone with what happened. That's interesting. Now, do a lot of people train in this? I mean, how many people like you are out there? A lot of, a lot of law enforcement. Um, I have a lot more non-law enforcement, non-military who enroll in training, and we, we offer a course that they can do in their home. Um, it takes commitment. It takes practice. I, I'm not a gifted individual. I don't have a, a tremendous intellect. I work hard at what I do, and I'm good at it, but it's a science that anyone can learn if they commit to it. What about uh, the business world? Because I noticed in your bio you're doing a lot of work for corporate America. What are they trying to find out? Well, what we do with corporate America is we do internal investigations, but even more importantly, we do hiring. The United States government in various levels has many restrictions on questions that employers can ask potential uh, hires. The same restrictions that are placed upon businesses don't exist for most levels of government. So they're allowed to ask, let me ask you a question. It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Are you going to use cocaine in the bathroom instead of working? They can go ahead and ask anything they want, but businesses can't. And so what we're able to do using statement analysis is we ask people to write down everything they'd like us to know about them, and we, we grant them a full page to do so. And in that, we're able to tell if this person is going to plan on falling fraudulently, slipping, claiming discrimination. In other words, filing a fraudulent suit against a company or stealing from a company before they're even hired. Jeez. They reveal that. How, how accurate is this, Peter? Businesses that use this will find that their turnover is less, their unemployment is less because they hire good people and sales generally go up and that sort of thing. But the big saving is, is that if anyone says, so I was discriminated against and here's what happened, and they're lying, we catch them. What so is... No, go, go ahead, finish up. It's a great, a great way of saving money, but it's also a great way of getting the right people for the right job. Well, absolutely, absolutely. Are there key phrases or buzzwords that stick out so that you can pinpoint, you know, this guy's not telling the truth? Yeah, when you see a change in pronouns, that's, that's usually the most key, but we'll see phrases like, I take full responsibility for everything I do, and there are two different types of people there. There are those who take responsibility for what they do, mm-hmm. and there are those that talk about taking responsibility for what they do. The latter are the ones that we flag for trouble, and generally speaking, they are those who blame others, who who have a need to persuade us that they, they are responsible instead of just being responsible. It's not their fault, right? It never is. Gosh, that's interesting. Who developed this? It began um, with ancient writings going back to Solomon's time, King Solomon in the Bible. And one of the key phrases that we use that also comes from ancient scripture is that out of the abundance of the heart, and the heart is the seat of the intellect and the emotions, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so um, even in a case I'd like to talk about tonight, the Jesse Smollett case, even where a circumstance appears to be almost implausible, I don't know if someone's lying until they speak. 
Now I can tell, because sometimes implausible happens. Can you tell in, let's say, a newspaper article, if somebody's interviewed, if they're telling the truth? Yes. As a matter of fact, one of the, the things that, that new students do, and this includes journalists, therapists, psychologists, um, surgeons, doctors, is that they practice in the news articles. And here's an easy one for everyone to try. When you see a headline that says, so-and-so denies whatever the allegation is. Right. Which they're going to. Yes. Read the article and look at the quotes and find out, did he actually say, I didn't do it, whatever the allegation is. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes people will find, no, they never said that. They said things like, I would never do it, or I can't believe they're accusing me of this, or they even deflect even further. Why would I do such a thing? But they avoid the two, what we call them the, the solid, reliable denial indicators. I didn't steal your wallet, George. Well, why should I believe you? I'm telling you the truth. That is 99.9% north likely to be true. Those two factors, if I use the pronoun I, the past tense, I address the allegation, and then when challenged, I, I claim with the pronoun I, I'm telling the truth, 99.9% likely to be reliable. That's amazing. Can you tell in a text message if somebody's telling the truth? We can. Um, as a matter of fact, we can do it with in the Twitter account where someone, and I'll give you a good example. Um, George, I want to begin by saying uh, in this interview that I'm really against people that abuse elders. And she'd say, why is he saying this? Because I don't know if there's anyone out there that says we need more elder abuse. What's, what's that yeah, all about? Yeah, who would admit to that, right? Sure. So that would be called an unnecessary moralizing. Generally speaking, it means guilt. Hmm. So during the Me Too craze, uh, I had some fun with some other analysts by predicting who would next be alleged by virtue of how virtuous their tweets were. That's interesting. Yeah, so the, the greater the unnecessary moralizing... Um, what Jesse Smollett did in a fake hate was wrong. Yeah, anyone, he just got indicted today, too. Yeah. Was there anyone out there saying, oh, no, it's really good to do these fake hate things? So then we listen. What, now, why does the person need to tell us that this is wrong, that something is going on here with them? And, George, to address the issue of conspiracy and deep state, there is more in the Twitter accounts if people are listening, if they're actually looking at those words and asking themselves, why is this person saying this? Why is this person communicating that? That would confirm many things that listeners may be suspicious of. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.